1: All right, so Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer and resident wuss, doesn't like the post game handshake line. He wants everybody just to wave.
0: I mean, my thing on is like if you you're not gonna like do it and you're gonna start like a little kerfuffle by not just shaking hands after a game, which seems like an easy thing, like just don't do it. In COVID everybody waved, everybody decided that was fine, didn't need to touch hands. Um why are we doing it? All right. Richie will, <laughs> will <laughs>
1: try to explain himself. He'll talk recruiting. He'll talk the loss to Maryland. He'll talk the trip to Michigan. and He'll talk uh, his uh, experience in court, for Terrence Shannon's case, in this week's podcast, Inside Eye Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On the Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Good chilly Monday morning. Uh, Scott Ritchie in a parka. That's that's unique.
0: Yeah. um, Have to bundle up when the actual temperature starts with the negative sign.
1: It's crazy. I'm going to start with an apology today. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, beat writer when Illinois basketball was really good. But I uh, took an email over the week that uh, said uh, the listener was from a small town and uh, uh, took issue with me making fun of Eureka. I don't know if I ever make fun of Eureka. I like Eureka. Yeah, I still... think you make fun of me being from Eureka. Is I The the day I pulled over in Eureka to take a picture of the sign, welcome to Eureka, and I got accosted by a farmer in his four-wheeler coming up to me saying, what are you doing
0: here? Well, yeah, because you were clearly a suspicious character, <laughs> up to no good.
1: I've been tainted ever since that that night. But I love Eureka. I really do. I love Casey's. I love uh, um, <laughs> acres of corn, beans. We have those things. things. like that. Yeah. Uh, pay phones.
0: Now, I'm not sure that the pay phones exist anymore. They used to.
1: Anyway, I will never poke fun at Eureka again. I don't think I have again. I will never poke fun at you again. How about that, Scott <laughs> Ritchie? Dave Leak, our executive producer, nodding his head in agreement. He's writing something down.
0: Yeah, um, well, and this is also being recorded for posterity's sake. Yeah. Um, so I want to just play this back. Okay,
1: good deal. Scott Ritchie picked uh, Illinois to beat Maryland, so again, your prediction record uh, took a hit.
0: Yeah, I'm fourteen and two on the season. Okay. Uh,
1: Much like Illinois, you you're probably going to drop out of my prediction top ten this week.
0: You have ten of us that you <laughs> more than ten of us that you rank.
1: <laughs> well, ten people I will hire once uh, once you leave or are told to leave.
0: Uh, You can't do that. I can't. Scott Rich, I'd never. I I filled too much of the paper.
1: Yeah, you do. Great stuff. But uh, the prediction record, again, uh, a loss over the weekend. I'm not sure what happened. I felt good after watching the first half. Uh, Second half, not so much.
0: Yeah, well, Brett Underwood would say that's what happens when you miss layups. Mm -hmm. Layups. He he said layups like eight times in 12 seconds. Um, Sure. Because I only missed a lot of them. And they shot. 22% 22% from the field in the second half. We're just 1 of 14 from three. Um, and combine that with you know, inadequate defense that just sort of let Jameer Young do Jameer Young things. Like he got to his spots. And that's how you lose to what had, to this point in the season, been a, an underachieving Maryland team.
1: All right. That was uh, Sunday. Thursday they go to Michigan, a chance to get better. Uh, Richie is awaiting his AP top twenty-five poll uh, this morning. He's a voter, of course, and uh, before yesterday's game, we we asked our readers, "Hey, how high should Illinois be after this win against Maryland? Right? Because everybody lost, opening the door for a vault."
0: Yeah, Illinois was primed for an opportunity to move up in the poll, perhaps going to the top five. I would not have gone that that high um had they beaten Maryland um but the the opportunity existed for them to kind of reach the, those rarefied airs and they blew it
1: all right well you look at the schedule as uh, was pointed out in your Sunday print edition hope you, you had a chance to look at that the schedule's easy all right let's just put it that way cuz of how bad the Big 10 is correct
0: yeah i mean i wouldn't the Big 10 is just exceedingly average mediocre bad there's some there's some good about the Big Ten like Purdue is still good despite losing at Nebraska Uh, Wisconsin is better than again I mean they're just doing Wisconsin things they're better than people think that they should be Um, better than perhaps they are on paper but the only Big Ten team that hasn't lost yet in the conference but Illinois is going to Michigan Michigan is among the bad in the Big Ten however Doug McDaniel will play in that game because it's in Ann Arbor. Uh, he's in the starting lineup today against uh Ohio State, so it truly is a road only suspension. You know, there was we had some discussion because this was a crazy thing that Michigan did, whether that was just cover for them not playing him at all. Like he'd dress for home games but he wouldn't play. But he's gonna start against the Buckeyes. Um so Juwan Howard continues to do Juwan Howard things, but like Michigan's not good. Illinois should win that game, even in Ann Arbor. Then they get Rutgers at home. Pains me to say this with my uh, affection for Steve Peichel as a basketball coach, but Rutgers is bad. Really bad. Uh, perhaps the worst team in the Big Ten. Um, should be a win. And then at Northwestern, I mean, Omaha beat Northwestern by 30 in Champaign. Chop off half of that, maybe, and you get a still double digit victory on the road. Indiana at home. Indiana's not well Indiana nope bad Mike Woodson did one thing that I think he needed to do and we'll see if they can keep it up but um, in their most recent win uh, he uh, against Minnesota so grain of salt but benched Xavier Johnson and stopped insisting that he have like a second unit like his NBA teams did and just maybe played his best players and they won but at home, I think Illinois still wins that. At Ohio State, on January 30th, that might be the one, the next one that trips up Illinois. Of course, I didn't think Maryland would trip up Illinois, so it's the Big Ten. Anything can happen, but like the Illinois line, I still have a chance to have a really good conference record because the rest of the conference is just exceedingly average. And maybe Illinois trends a little in that direction without Terrence Shannon. We'll see.
1: That's Scott Ritchie. We read his stuff every morning online, IlliniHQ.com, 6am. Good morning, Illini Nation it's called. You've been doing that for about 4 or 5 years, right?
0: I, at this so, point I don't know yeah. how long it's just it seems like forever. It's
1: really good stuff. Unique online content. Be sure to check that out. He's a regular on radio if you're going to the Esquire tonight, he said he'd
0: buy you a beer. I will expense a beer to the new okay. said. It's Bush Light. Well, or yeah. Pabst. Right. Eh, I I I'd rather buy someone a bushlight light, if I'm going to be honest. Okay. PBR is just, it. it's not my jam.
1: That's at the Esquire. Marcus Jackson, our, uh, who Richie followed, right, on the beat. I did. We'll be there. I had a chance to throw back a couple with him on Saturday night at Bunny's in downtown Urbana. It's a great place if you want to have a cold one. Scott Richie.
0: Been there. Okay.
1: Five o'clock, uh, show up. Uh, you got tickets to give away too. Email Richie and you, he'll get you to the Rutgers game. A tough ticket, I understand.
0: <laughs> um, I yes, ho- home games for Illinois are tough tickets because you know right. yesterday's. So, I mean, it was a Sunday afternoon tip against Maryland. It was sold out. Now it wasn't full because you know Central Illinois has turned into the tundra. But uh, yeah, it they are tough tickets because. You know Illinois has been good and it has been good this year, just a bad loss on Sunday to Maryland.
1: All right let's uh, get this roster back to full strength. let's start with the uh, point guard who has been cleared to play. give me the latest
0: Sure Nico Reddy has been cleared to play missed 10 games after suffering a foot injury on I've written this enough November 19th against Southern um, doesn't mean he will play and if you look at when he was available, you know, this season, um, it was before they started playing high major teams. He didn't play against Marquette and had his two best games against Valparaiso and Southern before he got hurt. Um, how much Nico Moretti will play now that he is, again, healthy, uh, I think you throw a giant TBD on that one um, because Brad Underwood is playing six guys and then a little bit of Dane Danger. Um on almost no Dane Danger in the second half of games. So I don't really foresee that changing. I mean Illinois is gonna, have, is gonna have to hope like the injury bug doesn't hit because that's gonna really change everything they do because Brad Underwood is set on like these six guys.
1: What about those freshmen? That was gonna be my next question that they played earlier in the season.
0: Some you know, against mostly low major. Don't opponents. give me
1: that tone, Scott Richie. I but, see the.
0: Yeah, you Amani know, Hansberry is dealing with back spasms. Okay, missed a couple games because of that. Um, I guess three now. Um, and then Dre Gibbs Lawhorn certainly mm-hmm. provides a, an offensive spark. Has in, in small doses. Yeah, uh, of course he had that debut. That really kind of. Put his name out there against EIU. Had what, 18 points in that game, um, but seems like much like Dane Danger, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn's playing time will strictly be, you know, kind of allocated by how well he defends. And Brad Underwood has high hopes for him as a defender, but said that you know he's kind of a typical typical freshman right now that uh, defends with his hands, and that's not good because that's going to get you fouls.
1: All right, it's uh, Monday morning uh, here in the podcast booth. Uh, thanks to Dave Leek again for bringing the pizza this morning. That's, Bond never did that for
0: us, Ed. I have to make sure Ed hears this. I mean, he knows what's right. now required of a right. producer.
1: I like pepperoni and sauce. I'm a meat lover's guy. You're more of a artichoke guy. I don't understand that.
0: Now, I won't. Say I dislike artichokes, mm-hmm. but I will say I've never had an artichoke on a pizza. <laughs> like, where where do you find these pizzas? <laughs> like, I'm going to places that serve pepperoni. Uh,
1: Richie was in Springfield on uh, Friday, right? Am I getting my days yeah. right for uh, the hearing uh, for Terrence Shannon's request? Uh, fill me in uh, what it was like.
0: Well, certainly different than what my job typically entails mm-hmm. uh haven't spent a ton of time in courtrooms um yeah it's kind of it's a, a throwback approach to the job because they take anything electronic from you when you enter a, a federal courthouse um even as it turns out uh, a smart watch yeah not a, and and i just got my apple watch so i didn't realize that it does have in fact have a recorder built in so what a, wouldn't try to sneak that past a u.s. marshal though i'd they seemed pretty serious about. Were you frisked? The no. They had metal detectors. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the hearing lasted about 90 minutes. The attorneys for both sides presented their case, and then there was no resolution, which I suppose shouldn't have been much of a surprise. Uh, both Terrence Shannon's attorneys and the attorneys for the University of Illinois submitted uh, lengthy. Um, filings you know about the temporary restraining order, or in fact denying that it be uh, approved, and the university in fact you have know, filed theirs like at the eleventh hour, so the judge had a lot of cases to review you know arguments to consider and uh still waiting on that decision. do I anticipate it coming today, given that it's a federal holiday, but no real timetable either. Just uh, the judge Colleen Lawless said she would make her decision in an expedient manner. So whatever you think expedient means.
1: Alright. Plenty of questions uh, don't uh, will follow, uh, regardless of what way she decides, right? Just too much to even think about, Scott Reggie. Yeah, well
0: I mean and I've said this in a few different forms on you know, our our airwaves, but just be if and a big if Taron Shannon jr. does have his temporary sharing order approved and has his suspension reversed. I mean, Illinois is under no obligation to actually play him. Now, would they, uh, it's a Brad Underwood decision and it honestly, it might not be a Brad Underwood decision. That might be a Josh Whitman decision. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of what ifs and things still up in the air, you know, regarding this whole situation. But, uh, even if take takes some time for to get word from Springfield, Terrence Shannon Jr. does have a court date on Thursday in Lawrence, Kansas, the first kind of preliminary hearing of, of the criminal case. So have that going on this week as well.
1: All right. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on that uh, whenever news breaks. Uh, follow along at our website, of course. Pick up a print edition. It's cheap, good stuff. Um Good to see Knox Minot from uh, Uni High shooting yesterday's game. He's a high school confidential reporter. And it's Taking now shot two games yeah. for he's us. Doing, he's got our Sunday slot filled. Um, the Michigan game will be weird because it'll be an empty arena. It'll be like the COVID years, <laughs> right? Nobody there.
0: You just assuming that people aren't going to show up to watch the Wolverines? <laughs> I don't think.
1: I think I saw who are they? Who did they play last there? And there was nobody there. Minnesota, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I get that it like they're playing like as we record this. Okay. Against Ohio State. Um, and it is a Monday, and the weather's not great in Michigan either. But you know, it's also a, again a federal holiday. Most people have the day off. Schools have the day off, and there's nobody. For Michigan, Ohio State at Chrysler Center today.
1: There you go. All right, let's talk all Big Ten, Richie, because uh, uh, you know I love those teams that you vote on and the and where Illinois stands with that. Marcus Domas didn't have a great game, right? Um,
0: he had twenty six points, but he also had more than half of Illinois' turnovers. Right, it was uh, a mixed bag for him. I mean, it's they lose by. 15 or more if he if he doesn't score the way he did. Um, but he also, I don't know, just the decision-making was curious. I think is a okay. polite way to say it. Just dribbled into trouble and then got into the air without, I think, a plan with what he wanted to do with the ball. And that's where you get in trouble. And he typically threw it away in those instances. So a lot is being asked of him. Um, you know, Taron Shannon suspended, like Marcus Damask is now the number one scoring option. And um, because Illinois doesn't have a point guard, like he's being asked to kind of be that guy.
1: I think we're so, all Big Ten team as we speak, though.
0: Mm, yeah, eh, not the first team. I don't think. Who's? I don't know.
1: Yeah, you haven't put much thought to it is what the, yeah, the I have, problem is. Yeah, because I have two months
0: from right. where I actually have to No, I like out. to jump the gun a little yeah, bit here. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah.
1: I got him on my All-Big Ten team. Easy choice.
0: Well, let's just, I mean, we can go through it real quick. There are. Easy. Some guys that are definitely on it. Uh, Zach Eady, um Tyson Walker, Boo-Booey. The um, yeah, argument made for Bruce Thornton out Ohio State. Nope. no. Uh, Jameer, uh, Jameer Young, did you watch him yesterday? Yeah. Um, And to be honest, like a lot took of Took 24 shots, I think, Jameer Young. Just telling you, you're. He did. Yeah. If he would have not shot threes because he didn't make any of them, he would have been a little better off. I got him on my whole Big Ten team. Don't
1: try to kick him off. Damascus, not Young. Okay.
0: Anyway, a lot lot of it's going to depend on like where these teams are in a month and a half. Because if you're like putting up good stats on a bad team, I'm not going to vote for you. Okay, Jameer Young, they're above 500. All right.
1: Uh, Tossed a story idea your way yesterday. I think it'll be a good one that uh, that you can pull off. Just the and he didn't have a good game yesterday, Coleman Hawkins, right? Didn't, Maybe I didn't jinxed mind. him by the story idea. But so he was, yeah,
0: you sent me that story idea, then you're talking about where should Illinois be ranked when they beat Maryland. I messed up <laughs> yesterday. I should have just shut up. And now uh, yeah, none of those things pan out very well. Um, the love-hate relationship, I don't know
1: if that's too strong of a phrase. but uh, That's pretty accurate. Though. Okay, with Coleman Hawkins, who's been here forever, and Illinois fans who can't seem to decide on whether they cheer him or heckle him.
0: Sometimes it's like both simultaneously.
1: Sometimes they don't like him complaining at the refs. Sometimes they like his enthusiasm. I just can't. He, I, I can't think of. I can't remember another player in recent history that has evoked such a wide range of emotions as Coleman Hawkins.
0: He's definitely polarizing. Um, but also, just in, at least for this team, like incredibly important mm-hmm. to their success. And. You know, Brett Underwood said it yesterday that they're going to be in, you know, tough place to to win, to be successful if Coleman Hawkins is not at his best, and he wasn't um, against Maryland. You know, fouls were. I mean, obviously initially fouled out about three minutes to play, and like, and it was a close game. I'm mm-hmm. um, not saying that if he hadn't, that they only would have won because it was trending definitely not in that direction, but. Um, you just, shots didn't fall for. Shots didn't fall for any of them. But, like, when he's good, Illinois is in a good spot because of the different things he can do. Defensively, I mean, against Michigan State, like he went from guarding Maddie Sissoko to guarding Tyson Walker, and there's really no like letdown in that. Like, there's no difference, and there's not many players that can do that. Um, and when he makes shots, that's that's the difference maker. And he had been making shots.
1: Best part of him wishing his father a happy birthday uh, on social media uh, last week was uh, him bringing to light the fact that he never bugged Coach Underwood about playing time for his son.
0: And that's something that, that Coleman's talked about before, and that's just like that's throughout awesome. his whole basketball career. His dad um, let him, I think yeah, Coleman put it like, kind of go his own path. Um, didn't get involved like, you know, some parents do, you know, overly. Why are you involved? looking at me that way? Oh, I'm just, Scott? I should pull the Champagne Central coaches. and <laughs> How many phone calls and texts did you get from Jim Rosso <laughs> over the years? Um, do, pa- do parents hear, uh, let me ask you this. You think Underwood is really
1: hearing from parents or has? You think that's a thing at college basketball?
0: Yeah. You do. Yeah. That's crazy. No, it's yeah. I didn't say like hey, I approve. But That's crazy. I can I can assure you that it has, it has happened. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: if he was, Bet he loves hearing from them.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure he's thrilled. He gets just excited about those as he does when people ask him about rankings and starting lineups right. and.
1: Scott Ritchie wore his EIU t-shirt. <laughs> To media availability before the Maryland game.
0: Yeah, it was a Saturday, going casual. Okay,
1: and Underwood made a crack about Western taking it to him or about to, which they did, right? I think Western won that game,
0: didn't they? You know, I gotta be honest. I don't know.
1: All right, you look that up. You know, uh, Richie needed six years to get through EIU, uh, but he did nonetheless.
0: Western did win in in Charleston, sixty-three to sixty. Never easy Western's to win. Western's on Lance. a, like a nine-game winning streak. Mm. Who's but, coaching Western? Um, you should know this. Chad Boudreau. He was their associate head coach last year. Okay. So he just they gave him the good for the Leathernecks. Sure.
1: Um, I interrupt this podcast to say Lindenwood, which is EIU's right, Ohio Valley mate. Yeah. Uh, home of Meg Rosso, went to Wisconsin, third-ranked Wisconsin in men's hockey over the weekend and tied them. Okay. I,
0: <laughs> stunning. I don't know anything about the National Hockey League. Like, I'm way this is out, college of, hockey. out of touch with college hockey. <laughs> I didn't even know I didn't even know Lindenwood had a hockey team. I didn't team. either.
1: I thought it was a misprint, and Wisconsin is actually the third-ranked team in the country. Well, I mean, so that, I texted that Meg sense. and I said, what is up with this? Her response was, yes. That's all.
0: Okay. Um, anyway, back to basketball. Well, back to – it did not take me six years to graduate from Eastern. <laughs> I
1: knew it was going to get you. Three years. He often reminds me. Scott Ritchie apparently was smart in college.
0: I just like started college with like a semester already complete.
1: Okay. You were determined.
0: Yeah. Now looking back on it, I, sh- I should have. It should have taken me six years. I would have much yeah. rather. Why rush? Me. It's real stupid of me. Yeah. Drink the beer. Sleep in.
1: Be a college kid.
0: Yeah. I'd go back and do it different. Okay,
1: where are we at uh, recruiting wise, Scotty? Give me some good news. Let's let's end this podcast with some a bright spot.
0: Okay. Well, <clears throat> I mean, like this time of year is I mean there's not a ton going on, especially as Illinois is fairly. I mean, I think they're set as far as high school prospects go for the class of twenty twenty four. They've got three signed and. Uh, any further addition to the roster and then there will be further additions um in the spring. Like those are gonna be transfer portal. And that process has started. There are players that have announced that they will be transferring already. But um That'll come later. So it's just, it's future recruiting really at this point. Um coaches getting out, seeing some seeing some guys, I know, uh like between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, that was a, a slow time for out Illinois, so the coaches were able to maybe check out some holiday tournaments, but uh, the most recent offer uh, we were talking about Coleman Hawkins is to uh, another Coleman. Uh, Coleman Cloer. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his you know, last name right, but he is a class of 2026 wing out of North Carolina, so I'm going to make the assumption that that is a Chester Frazier target. Um, both because of the location. That's where that's kind of where Chester has developed a recruiting footprint, you know, kind of dating back to his time at Virginia Tech, but also the fact that like he is the lead recruiter on, I don't know, it seems like everyone Illinois offers, but uh, this Coleman, I think he just goes by Cole, uh, 6'6 wing, um, has handful of offers some high majors iowa mississippi state ncc that's a big one um but he had an ankle injury before the start of the season so he's just kind of getting rounding into form but averaging 21 points eight rebounds almost three assists per game uh shooting it okay yeah uh, he proved to be a better three-point shooter a year ago when he averaged 20 points and seven and a half rebounds um so i think that can come back but uh just another name to know and well, you know, the future. Class of 2026 is, those are sophomores.
1: All right. Hey, real quick, uh, while speaking about assistance, Tim Anderson uh, got in a little uh, shout-down with a Maryland player yesterday. What was that all about?
0: Well, Julian Reese, I think, was doing the the shouting, but um, the TV angle is certainly better than what I had, but which showed that in the handshake line, which I don't know that we need, anymore necessarily. I think on you know, COVID when everyone would just kinda wave at each other from across the court, that that sufficed. But uh Tim Anderson uh sort of ducked Julian Reese's handshake attempt and Julian Reese took offence to that and Tim Anderson walked away. Julian Reese wanted to talk about it a little more and then Maryland staff got him towards the locker room and that and that was that. So um Looked like a deal on TV. No, it's just okay. one of those things. Again, everybody just wave. Just wave to each other. Say goodbye.
1: Gee, you're wrong. You're, you're Shouldn't so. be a big deal. Come on, just shake hands.
0: Well, I mean, there's also that, like. Come on. But right. it's just it creates the opportunity if there's <laughs> been hard feelings in a game, okay. and for those to to spill over. Um, I just think back to very early in the do you Brett ever- Underwood era at Iowa where <laughs> Chen Coleman and Jamal Walker just were going after Fran McCaffrey because there were words during the game and then there were words in the handshake line. And I mean, these are adults. They should probably be able to not do that. But the wave during COVID okay. solves a lot of problems.
1: All right. You want everybody to get a trophy too? No, ready. in fact, I okay. don't. Like if you win, you know, win, it, you I get know, a know where we're going with this. I don't know if
0: I like the way you think, softy. I'm soft because I'm saying there's probably no need to do this. Like I don't sportsmanship, whatever. I don't care. Like I've said some really probably terrible things as a fan, um, especially in high school. I haven't been a fan of anything in years, but um, just. If if you're not gonna like if you're not just gonna go through the handshake line and just like shake hands, then just don't do it.
1: Data, throw me some quick. What do you Um, got today?
0: Well, just (laughs) based off of Illinois, you know, putting up its worst offensive performance of the season, uh, they have dropped out of the top ten and adjusted offensive efficiency. No, I believe it. Sounds crazy. I guess they're still tenth in Ken Palm. Uh, that thing that's being generous, mm. but uh, yeah, you miss a bunch of layups. Turns out you're not very efficient. Do they put that
1: adjusted offensive? What was it? The efficiency? Yeah. Do they put that the, on your on your basketball card on your trading card?
0: Um, I they maybe they do now. I haven't bought. Okay. I haven't bought cards in. Forever. Do you get
1: bubble gum still in those cards?
0: I haven't. Uh, I would, I Do have they have cards, cards, cards? Yeah, that's it. There's still a culture there that's different. I think. Okay. When I used to collect,
1: I remember getting my Dave Bing card. Ooh, that gum was great.
0: Was it? Yeah, <laughs> it was hard. Yeah, you
1: cracked it in half, but once you stuck in your mouth,
0: it loosened up a little bit. Yeah, you could chew on it for like a <laughs> day. Um, no, I. My collecting days were post gum. Okay, but. Before, like that now every card is like like metallic and shiny. I don't know, it's right. It's different. Not like the old days, Scott Ritchie.
1: Anyway, where were you going with the, this uh mindless
0: Yeah. Um also just it's worthless. interesting. Um Go ahead. In terms of adjusted defensive efficiency. Like that's oh, something that Brennan touted early in the season. Um has just gotten steadily It's not bad, it's just gotten steadily worse over the course of the season. Their defense has not been quite as good.
1: What makes that that category you speak of plummet? Like just points allowed, or is there more, there's a a deeper dive?
0: There's several factors.
1: Okay, tell Mm -hmm. me about them, I'm I'm interested. No, you're not. It's a lot of math. (laughs) Okay, that's enough. Don't tell me about it. Let's save that for next week's podcast because uh, Dave Leak is giving me the throat slash right now, which means we're out of time.
0: I give you that for different reasons. <laughs> yes, <you> <laughs> do.
1: <laughs> all right, Scott, Richie, uh, enjoyed all your coverage over the weekend, both on the court, in the court. Uh, more of the same probably coming this week. So uh, Can't wait. Tag along online. We'll talk to you guys next Monday.